0: Fight the next generation of evil.
1: This is the country's most violent city. Is to build the next generation of heroes. Robocop is here. He's coming.
2: They're alive. You're coming with me.
0: Robocop, rated PG 13, in IMAX,
3: February 12th. Greetings, everyone. One and all. Geeks everywhere. This is Rico, and you're listening to Trucks and Sci-Fi Podcast 475 for February the 9th, 2014. Can you believe it's already February? February 9th. Uh, in about two weeks, I'll be in China. That's uh, kind of hard to believe. But uh, anyway, today on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a Voyager episode for the most part, and I'll be playing that episode, commenting, that kind of style. It is called Infinite Regress. It is from Season 5 of Voyager. So that will be coming up here very soon on the podcast. Uh, at the beginning there, I played the trailer to the uh, TV uh, uh, TV spot trailer for the new RoboCop movie. When I first heard about that, I wasn't super excited by it. But the the more I see these previews, uh, you know, it's looking pretty good. So we'll see. I'm sure I'll go see it uh, maybe next weekend Uh but uh, yeah, so that's coming, and uh, other things to talk about as well, some Trek things, uh, other stuff going on in the news, and, and uh, just just little little geeky topics of interest. I hope hopefully for everyone out there, I want to thank um, Jen, Joe, and Chris for doing that Kenobi podcast last weekend. Really good, g- great book, great podcast, and it's uh, I like those sort of standalone Star Wars novels because they're. Well, they're standalone, and and I've read, you know, I, I'm trying to work my way through one of the, I don't know, Jedi, whatever, two or three series back in the EU. I'm about in the middle of it or so, uh, but it, it's just a, it's somewhat of a struggle, I have to admit that, you know, all those long series of uh, various Fate of the Jedi, Legacy of the Jedi, or whatever, Legacy of the Force, I, Legacy of the Force, I think that's what it's called, the one I'm working through now, but you know, the the standalone novels just just are fun because you just get to read them and that's that. So uh, thanks for that you guys. Uh, Really appreciate it. So that's uh, I think all the prelude I need to do right now. Let's have this podcast uh, (laughs) intro. Let's do some music uh, intro here and I'll be back in a moment. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies
4: and gentlemen may I
1: present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black.
2: I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life.
5: My name is Optimus Prime.
0: Of
1: Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side.
0: Iron oh. oh, Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not
1: technically accurate. But it's a gold titanium alloy. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do
0: that.
3: This is uh, Reach Cole, and you're listening to Trekk's in Sci Fi. All right, how's everyone doing? Hope everyone's okay out there in the world and uh, trying to stay uh, thawed out or un- unburied in snow from uh, this winter and the continuing crazy uh, Arctic. Uh, cold and snow that a lot of the country in the United States uh, is is, uh, is feeling. Although I know in Europe, uh, my uh, boss was just over there last week, and, and it's not that bad over there. They've been having kind of a mild winter in a way in, in a good part of the country over there. Or countries, country, sorry. And, you know, there's, so there's other parts of the world, I guess, that are having different weather all over. I mean, we've had uh, our weather in Michigan, I've said a few times on the show, but this winter has been terrible. It's warmer in in Alaska, <laughs> and we just got a bunch more snow this past week, and I'm so, so tired of it. Uh, but hey, I get to go to China in a couple of weeks, and you know maybe the weather, I, I, I think the weather over there is better from what I've heard. It's not no real snow, I don't think, in Shanghai in that area. I, I check the temperatures; they're in the 40s most of the time. It seems like. So anyway, um, let's see. What should we talk about? Uh, I haven't really gone out to the movies lately. I, I, I each weekend, the weather has been crappy, so I just really haven't, frankly, wanted to go out. Uh, but there are definitely still things to talk about. Uh, and uh, like I said, RoboCop. Uh, there's also another movie that just came out, uh, the Lego movie, which I think would appeal to us geeks. Uh, you know, we all love Legos, of course. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, characters in this that you'll recognize, Batman, Superman, and uh, and I think there are some other superheroes, too. I haven't seen it yet yet. Uh, uh, Pete on the forum uh, Brompton Boy saw it He liked it And it, it just looks like A lot of fun Here let me play One of the uh, little, little clips To the Lego movie Here for you And uh, you know It just it just looks like A good fun movie Guess what What Only one movie Has
0: something for everyone Yes it's true Action lovers Aloha
5: Superheroes.
6: Wham. Oh, my gosh.
5: <laughs> Old people. I prefer the word experienced.
0: Sports fans.
6: From downtown. Mm. Yes!
0: Cat people. Robots. Construction workers. And billionaires. Bruce Wayne, CEO of
5: Wayne Enterprises. Who's that? Sounds like a cool guy. <sighs> the Lego Movie, rated PG, starts February 7th.
3: Yeah, I definitely have to see that. Uh, just uh, just for all the little Batman jokes, just looks fun. The um, I, I read up a little bit on it. Uh, I guess it was done uh, both uh, with CGI and some stop motion too for making this movie. And I I think uh, the voice talents that they got for it look look great or sound great. So uh, yeah, the Lego Movie, RoboCop's coming out soon, and so there's uh, plenty to uh, to keep us geeks happy. Let's see, what else do we want to cover? Let's cover some uh, television. I'm still really enjoying the Intelligence, that Intelligence TV show on Monday nights on CBS. Really good stuff. Uh, Really liking that. Um, Oh, and I haven't mentioned it maybe in a while, but The Tomorrow People has been pretty steady and pretty good this year, this new series. If you haven't watched it, uh, you might want to catch up. There's uh, definitely in the last few episodes some interesting things going on still enjoying Arrow a lot, uh, and uh, it's it's just, every week it, it just expands, and one of the things that I really like about Arrow is they don't um, drag things out too long. You know, there's there's things that happen, big things that happen almost every week, and it kind of change things up, and it, it's just that they, they don't, you know, they don't really stretch it out. I mean, the show's only been on for Uh, one and a half or one and two thirds or so seasons so far. So, and, and it's really just a ton has happened in that short time. So I highly, highly recommend Arrow if you like comic books, if you like those kinds of things on on television, Uh, you get to see sort of a a superhero type show each week. Um, And I also think uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been getting progressively better too. If they're or those of you that out there that maybe didn't really enjoy it at first, you might want to check it out again. It's it's definitely getting deeper and more interesting. It isn't, you know, like the Avengers or the, you know, the Marvel movies. It's its own thing, but I, I, I like it. I, I like the characters, and I'm enjoying it, and uh, I've stuck with it. Unlike Helix, the Helix sci-fi show on Friday nights that I gave up on after like three or so episodes, I, I just couldn't stick with it. It just It just wasn't it just wasn't doing any anything for me at all the characters i didn't really care about the story seemed kind of ordinary and uh, things that i've seen before I, I i hope maybe it'll get better and if it continues maybe i'll catch up on it over the summer or something but uh, i it just uh, i had plenty of stuff to watch so i didn't really need another show and uh this one I just dropped, and I know some of the guys in the forums are still watching, and uh, I'm kind of leaving it up to them to tell me if it if it improves at all. And it's it's you know a Ron more written show. I I just like said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gosh, it's it's guaranteed. I'll watch it. I'll like it and all that. But I guess it's not guaranteed. I I think it's just it, it, it's it's kind of depressing in a way. There there's nothing. There's no. Ah, there there's just nothing to grab onto on that show for me. <laughs> I, I I I just don't know what else to say. Oh, The Big Bang Theory, that's always solid and good um and uh and just always fun each week. Uh and the the um yeah, there was some stuff that happened on the last episode of that. Let's just say involving uh Amy Farrah Fowler and uh and Sheldon that uh, I don't want to spoil, but uh yeah, it was pretty uh pretty big moment, so uh Uh, definitely enjoying the season for that show, uh, as I always do. The Once Upon a Time shows are still off the air for right now. I think due back, not till March. There's a lot of shows that are taking a little bit of a break right now for a couple of weeks because I think of the Olympics as part of it. Uh, They don't maybe want to compete. Normally, February is a, is a, a sweeps month in ratings world land where... Uh, most shows will show all new episodes for the most part during February, but a lot of shows I just saw the last weeks of shows were all saying they wouldn't be back until like the last week of this month with new episodes. Uh, Like the two vampire shows that I like, the originals and the vampire diaries, uh, they won't be back until the end of the month, I think. Uh, A lot of the shows that I was watching were, were all saying, yeah, back February 26th, back February, you know, 28th, things like that. Grim's off, I think, for a few weeks. Uh, that's a great show a lot of fun there so lots of cool things to watch on on tv each week in in tv land and tv series land i'm going to take a little break i'm going to talk uh come back and talk a little bit about trek news and, and a little star wars stuff and then we'll get into the episode uh from voyager
7: hey rico this is rayman at the forum gordon 113 everybody call me ray uh it's been cold out here, so I've been busy for quite a while. Been working and all that. Um, I just like to have my few thoughts about the DC comics and the DC universe. I mean, all these animations are pretty good. Uh, maybe you now these days they just want to see, uh, you know, they want to see a, uh, another, you know, maybe a Justice League. Uh, they want to see in, in the in the big film in the big in a the big theater now. Uh, but uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, the DC Comics animation, they're great. I mean, I love them. Uh, I can't wait to see the other ones that are coming out soon, with Batman and the Justice League War and all that. Uh, I hope that uh, this get to you in time. Uh, I'm sorry again. Uh, maybe next time I try to uh, record this more often, and uh, maybe someday you and me can uh, come together and uh, see uh, what can we do. It's you know? um, been a while anyway, but I'm still listening to you, Rico. You're the man. Thank you.
3: Hey, Ray, thanks for that comment. That was great. Thanks very much for that. All right, on the Trek story front, um, one of the big things that I thought I would mention this week is there's a new fan film that just came out. Actually, I got up and uh, watched it first thing this morning. This is from the Star Trek Continues uh, folks. They have done two episodes now. They had one called pilgrim of eternity which was sort of a sequel to who mourns for adonis uh, from the original series you know this is a, a fan film series like the phase two or new voyages guys uh that they do episodes set in the tos world of you know the original series so the costumes the the ship the bridge the look and everything is is much like tos uh, pretty much spot on incredibly spot on today in this episode that i watched i'll tell you a little bit about that but uh i won't spoil the episode but anyway they uh, so the phase two people who have been around for a few years quite a few years now uh but we have a new group star trek continues uh and they're, they're really doing a good job i i really like the group of the cast that they got the the stories the first episode was good the second one was was a solid episode they're not you know these hu- huge you know, galaxy crisis things, they're just solid, very reminiscent of the, of the original series type of episodes so far. And the second one, the first one, actually, uh, Michael Forrest was, was guest starring as Apollo. He was back in that one that which was great. These guys get some really cool guest stars They you know, they bring in people from the world of Trek and other, other geeky, uh, areas, uh, that, uh, is nice. I like to see that, and in the second episode, they do that in a couple of different ways. And I don't think it'll be much of a spoiler, but because uh, you can see this in the trailer and that. But in this one called Lolani, which is basically a story about an Orion slave girl, and that's she's in the poster anyway for it. Uh, her name is Lolani. Um, but the that's that's the basic of the basic. Part of the story. Part of the story. Ah, ah blah, blathering, blah, blah. I'm trying to talk about this without giving it away too much. So that's the story. She ends up on the Enterprise, and you know things happen. So, but the other thing I wanted to say about is this couple of big guest stars that are in this is Aaron Gray is in it. Yes, uh, Wilma from Buck Rogers the TV show, and the Hulk is in it. Lou Ferrigno is in it as well, <laughs> and. uh I don't think this will spoil anything. He's in the poster, but it, but he plays an Orion. So guess what? He's green again. Yes, <laughs> he's green like the Hulk, uh, which is, you know, it's a different kind of green. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's in it, too. It's a good episode. I think some people will maybe not think it's like, you know, they'll think, ah, this is kind of lame or, you know, nothing really much happens. But I, I like the story and I like what they're trying to say in this episode quite a bit. And I I think uh, they did a good job. And like I said, the look of it, the costumes, the sets, just little details, like little door, you know, people like me that have watched TOS so many times. I I have it memorized in my brain, you know, burned into my retinas uh, of just little, you know, door chimes that look right, that are in the right place near the door and just you know little details on the on the ship that are that are all over the place that i I just like love to see that these guys get right and they know what they're doing so uh yeah there's somebody who's who's really knows their original series that's working on this show and the phase two guys do the same you know top-notch job and all that but i even noticed this time in the effects of the ship for example on the uh exterior shots of the enterprise that in the lower um underneath the primary hull, you can even see the little phaser tip at the very bottom of the saucer section, you know, where the little phaser uh, cannon or a little phaser doodad there that sticks in the end. It's this little tab kind of a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a little little gun that sticks out. Anyway, you can see it if you watch it in, in high def uh, on your computer monitor in 720p on YouTube. You'll be able to pick little stuff out like that. So It's a cool one. And watch it. Uh, I, I think you guys will enjoy it. And you know, anytime I, I, I see one of these episodes, I say, "Hey, you get to sit back for an hour, kind of see an original Star Trek episode, and it's free. You know, only costs you your internet or whatever that you watch it off of, or your phone or your or your iPad or whatever. So uh, check it out when you get a chance." There was kind of some sad news in the last week or two. There was a picture that was floating around the internet. Uh, switching gears here of Leonard Nimoy and I think he was going through an airport and he was in a wheelchair and he had oxygen on and it looks like that uh you know he was a smoker earlier in his life he quit many many years ago like he says I think something he put a tweet out that he said he quit smoking 30 years ago but it still hurt him and he has like a pulmonary chronic pulmonary disease now or something I don't know exactly the terminology but I you know, I'm not sure how much treatment I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about, you know, this stuff and what they can do for him. But, you know, he's he's up there in age and uh I hope he um can get something to help him. I, I it's it's sad to see these guys, you know, who've been around forever that we know and love and uh you know, I saw William Shatner when I was down in Austin a few months ago and, and he looked in good shape. You know, he's um he's such a busy guy. He's always running around. I he just I think he just never sits down, but it'll uh you know we'll have to keep an eye on how leonard's doing over the next uh you know few months hopefully you know our, our thoughts and prayers are with you leonard and uh just uh hang in there man uh what else do we want to talk about you know there's been a lot of uh, I'll, I'll mention one last thing and then we'll get into the voyager episode it's been a lot of chatter um oh, oh one, one sidebar did anyone see the bold explorers xfinity tv ad with the couple of star trek uh, actors in it on the during the super bowl last weekend uh we had uh, Spock and Chekhov from the new uh, movie in that, uh, so that was kind of neat. But I was going to say what I really wanted to talk about was uh, there've been a lot of rumors and talk about new Star Trek uh, coming to TV. These have been made-up stories, like you know Star Trek, you know detective shows and Star Trek medical dramas and, and you know whatever that you know that have been completely fabricated. And then Ron Moore keeps you know he he was in the Had a little story recently over on uh, that I saw on the Trek movie site about, you know, he's saying, you know, Star Trek really belongs on TV. It's more of a TV show. It's more suited to that. It works better that way than in the movies. And yeah, and I've heard that back and forth. I mean, I love the movies. The movies are what they are. They're Star Trek movies. They're not the TV show. They're different. And, you know, they spend a couple of years, two, three years working on these movies. So they're. It's going to be a lot bigger in scope generally than than a, a TV episode would be. Plus, it's you know we only get one every two or three years at, at the or four years. So, being back on TV is, is is what everything everyone's kind of crossing their fingers and you know just hoping for. But I still think it's going to be a couple of years away. You know. Enterprise did very poorly in the ratings. No one was watching. I was, uh, but uh, and and I tried to encourage people to watch at that time. But it, you know it, it, the fans fled and left. And uh, when that happened, it, Paramount and and CBS both you know they just like well, we're gonna we're done with TV for Star Trek. You know, and it had been kind of wrung out. You know, I mean we had. We had TNG and Deep Space Nine and Voyager, and there was a good chunk of time there where two Trek series were on at the same time, so it it was a little over you know overload to some. I mean, I loved it and enjoyed it, but I, I think it uh, I think they squeezed it a little too hard at the time, and I, I think right now that it, it's uh, I I use the analogy, and I've heard other people use this analogy. It's like farming, where you where, where you know crops get planted over and over in the same field and then every few you know so some period of time i don't know what it is i'm not a farmer but you know after so many years you got to let it go fallow which is called you just sort of let it sit there for a while let it regenerate and and uh, and then you can plant crops and then they do well so I, i think that's the way they're looking at star trek for tv that they're waiting and letting it kind of go fallow for a few years you know it'll be at least probably about 10 years 10 11 years when when enterprise went off the air in 2005 the prediction was you know about 10 years at least before we get a new trek series so i i still predict you know 2015 2016 maybe something like that i don't think we're gonna get anything sooner than that uh i think around the 50th anniversary of trek i think hopefully we'll get a new movie and maybe around in the same time maybe a little before a little after We'll probably get a new Trek series, so uh, that's the way it is. And uh, you know, it's great to speculate and talk about it and and, uh, and keep the band, uh, you know, keep keep things uh, rolling and hopeful. But uh, I think it's going to be a little while still. So, okay, we're about twenty minutes into the podcast. Let it let us get into the Voyager episode I want to cover this week. This is called Infinite Regress, and it's from season five of the series. So uh, let's do that. Alright, here we go with uh, the episode of Voyager, Infinite Regress from Season 5. We're in the uh, cargo bay where Seven of Nine is regenerating. She's sort of uh, having some kind of a vision or dream she wakes up from. Regeneration cycle incomplete. she's walking around the cargo bay like she's searching for something or in a strange place Uh, she kind of looks a little different in a way she's kind of hunched over and Now she's down in the uh, the mess hall and sort of throwing food around looking for something. She keeps sort of sniffing the air. It's kind of interesting, you don't really see the back of the mess hall typically. and So she finally finds this big hunk of meat and she's like chomping on it. We see a reflection of uh, in, in a piece of glass of it looking like 709 is a Klingon. You see sort of a Klingon reflection, which is kind of a cool effect. And now we get into the intro. So, all right, this episode uh, Infinite Regress Season 5 from Star Trek Voyager, which is a fun series and a good series, no matter what other some people seem to think. <laughs> Anyway, this episode first aired on November 25th, 1998. It was episode 7 of, um, oh, get that, 7 of, of 5. <laughs> it is episode 7 of from season 5 in the tellplay by Brian Fuller, uh, story by Brian Fuller and Jimmy Drugs, directed by David Livingston, who I think also directed, didn't he? A lot of TNG and also the Star Trek Generations movie, I think. So the, the, uh, the idea of this episode is basically, uh, Seven of Nine starts to become, uh, in a way, she's uh, personalities from various Borg that, that have been assimilated over the years start to sort of surface in her personality and sort of take her over. And one of the things that I really like about this episode, and one of the reasons I wanted to cover it, is Jerry Ryan does just a great job with all these different characters. She has to do a Ferengi, a Klingon... Uh, a, a bunch of others that um, it, it's it's neat to see because she's way outside the normal, reserved, calm, seven of nine typical personality that she has. The other thing about that is that Jerry Ryan wasn't really big and up on a lot of Star Trek before she got on Voyager. And she kind of had to have a crash course on some of these species and characters in order to uh, act and do this episode. So here we go back to... Um, the first uh, first act of uh, this episode when
0: I checked the overnight sensor logs this little surprise was waiting for me
4: maybe I'm not quite awake but it looks like it's over 100 kilometers wide
5: 120 at first I thought it was an asteroid cluster until I picked up a residual warp
0: signature
8: it was a Borg vessel there are tetrion particles in the debris consistent with the atmosphere inside a cube
0: any idea what destroyed it
8: We would need to run close-range scans of the hull fragments.
0: Unless we alter
5: course, we'll get our chance. The debris field's directly ahead.
4: Then I suggest we cut a wide berth. Chances are the Borg will send more vessels to investigate. Alter
1: course to avoid the debris, if that's all. Uh, one other piece of business, Captain. It seems we had another incident in the mess hall last night.
4: Return of the Midnight Snacker?
1: I'm afraid so. Casualties? A leg of Calarin Beast I'd prepared for Ensign Ryson's birthday. Since Commander Tuvok has been unable to round up any suspects, I'd like to ask that stronger measures be taken. Perhaps an armed security detail. I'd like to ask permission to replicate some locking mechanisms for the cabinet doors. Granted. Dismissed.
3: The thing I don't get about that part is, is wouldn't there be people kind of in the mess hall, like, most of the time? I know they run less people during the night shift on the Enterprise, or Enterprise, sorry. On Voyager, but you know they, there'd be people in and out of there. It wouldn't be. I guess there'd be times it might be empty. I mean, it's a small ship, a small crew. So, all right. Now we're down uh, on the on the corridor, and Naomi Wildman is kind of trailing and following Seven of Nine. Of course, remember they're kind of buddies, and uh, so she's uh, she's kind of almost playing hide and seek, following Seven, but she's got a little pad. Naomi does. Her little iPad mini, I'll call it. Which is exactly what it looks like. And then, finally, Seven confronts her and stopped.
8: Naomi Wildman, subunit events in Samantha Wildman. State your intentions. I... uh, Very well, you leave me no choice but to report your activities to the captain.
1: Please don't, I was just observing you. Explain. Well, Neelix told me that the Borg do a lot of things they do because they're trying to be perfect. And even though you're not really a drone anymore, you still try to be perfect, don't you? Correct. Well, if I can learn to be perfect too, then Captain Jadeni will have to make me her bridge assistant. No such
8: rank exists aboard this vessel.
1: Not yet.
8: And you hope to achieve this goal by emulating me. Are you mad? No. There are many on this crew that would benefit from your example.
1: So you'll teach me.
8: Your objective is admirable. However, your neocortical development is incomplete. You would require several months of accelerated growth in a Borg maturation chamber.
1: Oh. I don't think I like the sound of that.
8: Then I suggest that you.
3: And now Seven is, is kind of having another sort of vision or.
1: Hey. Hi.
8: Borg, let's do something fun. Like what? Swimming?
1: Oh, I'm not allowed to go swimming without my mom. Hmm. Do
8: you like Cut? cut?
1: Love it. <laughs> Come on.
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be bridge assistant for a while. Then I'll be promoted to ensign. It'll be lieutenant after that. So
3: now uh, Seven has obviously been, been sort of quadrant, overwhelmed Captain by White. this other personality, which is obviously a lot more yep. fun and, and goofy Grade. and
1: young-ish
3: than than her current or normal cut
1: life. Cut, I win. <laughs> You're really good at this game. You want a rematch? Sure. Captains don't have much time to play, you know. That's okay. I'll be pretty busy by then. Want to hear the rules of first contact? No. How about the suborders of the prime directive? I know all forty-seven of them.
8: You studied too much, Naomi. Just like my brother.
1: I didn't know you had a brother.
8: Mm-hmm. Twelve of them.
1: Twelve? Nine older and three younger. We play cottage cut all the time. I only have my mom and you mix to play with when they're not working. You must get lonely. A little. You get used to it. You adapt. Adapt? You know, like the Borg. Lord, I hate Borgs. You do? Yeah, they're mean.
4: Taurus to seven of nine. Please report to engineering. What's your move? Seven, respond.
3: And, I'm
8: on my way, Lieutenant.
3: And enough uh Naomi you know, Wildman. From yes. uh Balana's sort of brought her back to reality here.
1: We're playing car, Seven?
3: She obviously blanks out or doesn't have uh, any memory of what happens when she does this when these other personalities take over. Now she's uh, going down to engineering.
4: I'm picking up an energy signal in the lower subspace bands, and if I'm not mistaken it's got a Borg modulation.
8: You're correct, it is Borg. I believe it's a neural interlink frequency. A what? A frequency that integrates the minds of Borg drones. Can you pinpoint the origin? I will try. No offense, Seven, but you look terrible. I am not well. I experienced a brief lapse in memory and I am disoriented. Maybe you should get to Sigbe. No, this interlink frequency could explain my.
3: And now all these voices in her head sort of pop up again you can hear. And now she's back to the Klingon Dora personality.
8: Be I beg your pardon. I am the son of Kavakh! And you, what house are you from? Is this some kind of a joke? You wear the uniform of a Starfleet pshaw. What kind of a warrior are you?
4: Tom put you up to this, didn't he?
8: Well, it didn't work. Come, warrior. Let me look at
4: you. Enough, Seven.
8: blood is sweet!
4: Taurus to security, get somebody down here right now!
8: You are strong. You will make an excellent mate!
4: Get the hell away from
8: me! You wish to prove yourself in battle!
3: So she kind of grabbed Taurus and bit her on the cheek, you know? Report! nice mating nine ritual by the on. Engineering. She's on
0: Deck 9, Section 23.
4: Force fields. Don't tell me those two have actually come to blows. <laughs>
3: Seven's trapped in a, in a couple Seven's of force been fields.
4: Contained. Deck ten, section
0: thirty-two. Acknowledged. We're nearing her position.
3: She does a great job switching these personalities too. I, I just uh I really enjoy how this works Seven. in this one.
8: Somebody's hurt mean, he needs help. Did she, I do something bad?
3: She's sitting Who on the you? ground, uh? My
8: name's Meryl. You
0: a Vulcan? Computer. Deactivate Force Field. Give me the phaser.
8: You are not a physician, Commander. The logical course of action would be to take him to the infirmary. Merrill? Subaltern Larod, Vulcan High Command. May I be of assistance?
0: Yes. Please accompany me to sickbay. Certainly.
8: Clearly, he was attacked. I suggest we use caution.
0: <laughs> Talk! You will drown in your own blood.
3: Keep moving.
6: Ah! <laughs> oh.
3: So she switched back to the Klingon again, of course, and and uh, Tuvok stunned her with his phaser. Now there's a scene in, out in space where there's this little Seven. looks like a piece of Borg tech Captain, floating out there. Why am I here? Now I'm we're back in sickbay.
4: We believe you're experiencing a neurological disorder. Voices.
8: Your voices.
5: Describe them.
8: They are agitated. Chaotic. Too many voices. Uh, too many voices!
3: She's seeing all these different species oh. being assimilated the by the Borg in her mind.
5: I'm increasing the neurotransmitter levels. It's working. Do you still hear the voices?
8: They are fading. Oh are gone. All right. Let's see what we can do to keep them from coming back. What's the last thing you remember? I was in engineering assisting Lieutenant Torres.
0: You have no recollection of a confrontation with Bellana?
8: Confrontation?
5: I'm not sure why, but you seem to be manifesting personalities other than your own.
4: Naomi Wildman claims the two of you played together for nearly an hour this afternoon.
0: You also attacked Lieutenant Torres. She told us you called yourself Son of Kavok and that you initiated a Klingon mating ritual.
8: I have no memory of those
5: events.
0: Come look at this. Doctor. This is your neural pattern.
5: The memory engrams and synaptic pathways that define you as an individual. Unfortunately, you're not alone. Thirteen new neural patterns have emerged in your cerebral cortex. Klingon, Vulcan, Torellian, human and several others I can't identify. How? They're coming from within you. During your time with the Borg, the collective assimilated hundreds of different species. All of those neural patterns were integrated into the hive mind. Of course. That means they're in your mind, too, stored within your cortical implants, dormant, until now. From
4: what we can tell, the various neural patterns are surfacing randomly.
5: In essence, you've developed the Borg equivalent of multiple personality disorder
3: oh thank you for that
8: can you correct the <laughs> malfunction
5: please correct it the cortical inhibitor is suppressing the effect
0: but it's only a temporary measure
8: lieutenant Torres detected a borg interlink frequency it could be causing my cortical implants to malfunction
0: the signal appears to be emanating from the borg debris field we discovered this morning
8: maybe we should jump to work try to get out of range the signal permeates subspace we cannot avoid it
0: our only hope is to terminate the signal at its
5: point of origin
8: set a course for the debris field when we arrive,
4: we may need your help. Feel up to it? Yes, Captain. Keep a close eye on her, Doctor, in case she has any more unexpected visitors.
3: Yeah, you'd think either maybe their shields or that they eventually could get has away Has any drone ever experienced it, symptoms you know, like because these Because obviously, it, it, it happened when she got in the area, the right? Unless is it activated this might
1: then. Be destroyed immediately. Lucky for
3: you, it's, it's not like it's she's a always been tolerant. hearing it.
1: Oh, there you are! Lieutenant Torres tells me you're under the weather? Correct. Well, is there anything your morale officer can do to help? Assignments you need me to finish while you recuperate? No. I have some wonderful medicinal teas. Maybe I could prepare one for you.
5: Talaxian homeopathy. I don't think we're quite that desperate yet.
1: (sighs) How about if I make one of your favorite nutritional Your
8: concern has been noted. The doctor will inform you when I am functional again.
1: Right? Sorry. Oh! Ah! I almost forgot. It's from Naomi Wildman. It's a drawing of Voyager. Oh, maybe it's an asteroid belt. I'm not sure. Naomi thought it might make you feel better.
8: Tell her thank
1: you.
5: I suspected as much. There were several interruptions in your regeneration cycle. Eighteen minutes, five minutes, one hour. I don't recall them. Let's examine your neural function logs. Low serotonin levels during regeneration, that's normal. But look at these spikes in the prefrontal synapses. They appear only seconds before you left the alcove. You were sleepwalking. I don't remember entering this data file.
3: Well, of course, like you don't remember because you were sleepwalking, staffer. right?
2: I'm sure Mr. Neelix will be relieved. <laughs>
8: Personal log, Ensign Stone, stardate 52188.7. I just completed my first week of active duty. It was a nightmare. After four years at the Academy, I thought I was ready for anything. But Captain Blackwood runs a tight ship, and he seems to take special pleasure in tormenting new recruits. First officer tells me not to take it personally, but it's hard to be objective when... Blackwood. Captain of the Federation starship Tombaugh. The Borg assimilated that vessel 13 years ago.
5: The individual who made this recording must have been a member of the crew.
8: One of my victims.
5: Here's another log entry. This one encoded for transmission.
8: Hi. Guess who? I know I promised to write you every day, but that's simply not enough. How about once in the morning when I resuscitate and once at night before I go into torpor? And I'll think about you nonstop in between. Wait, I've got a better idea. Why don't you leave your circle and visit the colony? Uh, you'd love it here, salt.
5: So- Anything familiar?
8: I helped to assimilate thousands of individuals. I do not remember each of their names.
5: Seven. You were a boar drone who's now becoming an individual. That's practically unheard of. There's bound to be rough spots along the way. We just have to get past them. Bridge
0: to Seven of Nine. We're approaching the debris field.
8: Acknowledged.
3: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that part about the log entries. So that was cool. I like that, and, and the way she does the None. different voices of the That's different characters. You know, really, no, Jerry Ryan does a great job in this here. episode.
5: I'm picking up the source of the interlink frequency, bearing 027 Mark three on screen.
8: Magnified.
4: So
3: there's this little uh, piece of Borg. It's a Borg tech. vinculum. Vinculum?
8: The processing device at the core of every Borg vessel. It interconnects the minds of all the drones, it purges individual thoughts, and disseminates information relevant to the Collective. It brings order to chaos. Precisely. Looks like this one has established a link to your cortical implant. I believe it has identified me as an errant drone. It is attempting to reintegrate me
0: into the Collective.
3: How about just blast it, huh? is
8: malfunctioning, it is sending me erratic
0: commands. Bringing chaos to order.
8: Yes. Can you sever the link? Not without risking permanent damage to my own systems. The vincula must be taken offline. Permission to beam it aboard for analysis. I have worked with this technology before. I may be able to disable it. We're
4: talking about the heart of a Borg cube. I'd rather not take it inside my ship. (laughs) Can you disable it remotely? Yes, but I
8: would need several days. The Borg may return by then. I recommend we take the vinculum and leave this region immediately.
4: Tuvok, prepare to beam it to engineering. Erect a level 10 force field and maintain constant surveillance. The moment it poses a threat, send it back into space. Tom, as soon as it's aboard, get us out of here, warp nine. Aye, Captain. I understand what you're going through. And I want to help you in every way I can. But the safety of this crew is my first responsibility. We haven't had the best of luck.
8: nor have I
3: yeah that's kind of an understatement huh right so uh...
8: (laughs) let's keep an eye on those anti-grav
4: struts boil and lock out all primary command consoles and reroute transporter controls to main engineering
2: yes lieutenant
8: the voices I hear
5: them it's your proximity to the vinculum the link is stronger here.
3: I'm adjusting your neurotransmitter levels. You Maybe just started. a good beer or two or something would help, uh, but uh, yeah, this... Uh, this part is kind of funny, because... Uh,
8: Don't worry, Lieutenant. The son of Kovak will not be joining us. Glad to hear it. Does this qualify as our second date?
5: Just think of me as your chaperone.
8: So, where's the off switch? The is equipped with many safeguards. I will need to access its transneural matrix and disable it directly. I'm reading a power surge. It's a normal response to my intrusion. Don't be alarmed. Curious. I'm detecting an organism within the vinculum. It appears to be a viral agent. Let's see it.
5: It's a synthetic pathogen. The virus was originally a biological agent, but it's mutated. It's attacking the vinculum's programs, as it would living cells.
8: An organism that attacks technology? The cube was infected three days ago, shortly after assimilating an alien shuttlecraft. Species 6339. They were the last ones to come in contact with the cube.
0: Looks like we
5: found our typhoid Mary.
8: 6339 humanoid warp capable origin grid 124 octan 22 theta
3: now they're in the it astrometrics of the board room
8: approximately 4 years ago Looking since at, that uh, time 11 billion species. individuals have been assimilated 3 days ago the collective detected one of their last surviving shuttlecraft a cube was sent to intercept it
5: we believe the virus was carried within their bodies once they were assimilated it spread to the vinculum
8: the drones aboard no doubt experienced symptoms similar to my own it is no surprise they destroyed themselves. I'd like to find Species 6339.
4: They may be able to help us treat you. Begin long-range astrometric scans. See if they have any more vessels in this region. Yes, Captain. I've already begun a spatial diagram.
8: My. My, my. Look at the size of that thing. This view screen. It's got to be one of the biggest I've ever seen.
3: A new personality pops I'll
8: give
5: you 20 up. bars of platinum for it. I think the inhibitor's gone offline. Would you come here, please?
4: Be quiet! Can't you see I'm in the middle of a deal? <sighs> Name your price.
8: Captain... Janeway. And you are? Damon Torot. You're Ferengi. Of course I'm Ferengi. That's some kind of insult about the size of my ears? No, not at all. I'd be happy to
4: negotiate with you, but first, we have to get you to sickbay. Sickbay, what for? Because
8: you're ill. I've never felt better.
5: Doctor. Uh, I'm afraid you've contracted a nasty strain of the Ankaran flu. Uh, We've been treating you several days, remember? No. Short-term memory loss, it's one of the symptoms. Don't worry, it isn't (laughs) life-threatening, but we'll need to treat you in sickbay.
8: What is this treatment going to cost me?
5: It's free of charge. Free? Yes.
8: You know, I have been having a nagging pain in my lower left lobe. And while you're at it, why don't you run a complete tricardial diagnostic? The Frangi Health Commission is trying to revoke my trading license.
3: That's great.
8: Impressive vessel, Captain Galaxy Class. (laughs) Intrepid. Ah! Oh! And here we are in the much-talked-about sickbay. Not exactly state-of-the-medical-art now, is it? What do you mean? Ah, Low on bio beds. Terrible lighting. Obsolete instruments. Lucky for you, I know a medical supplier that can spruce this place up in a nanosecond. And I'll even (laughs) drop my commission to a mere 30%.
5: How generous of you. Hmm. Computer, activate force field. Force field?
8: You said I wasn't contagious. It's
5: for your own safety. I set the cortical- I've been kidnapped! But it is no (laughs) longer suppressing the effect. (laughs) These personalities- are going to keep surfacing. She's got all the mannerisms
3: of Ferengi and, and just the, just she keeps tapping her fingers together. It's just perfect.
8: Please help me. I'm looking for my son, Gregory Bergen. Lieutenant Bergen. Have you seen him? No, I'm afraid not. From the starship Melbourne. Melbourne? I was supposed to meet him at Wolf 359. But Starfleet sent out a warning that the Borg were attacking that sector. It was too late for us to turn back. We were caught in the terrible battle. My ship was badly damaged. We had to leave on escape pods. I never found out what happened to Gregory. Please, I haven't heard from him in over three days. Could you check with Starfleet headquarters?
4: I'll see what I can do.
8: Thank you, Captain. If, if you do speak with him, could you tell him that his mother is all right, and if he could possibly Captain.
4: Seven.
8: Yes, the vinculum. We're preparing to shut it down right away.
4: I'll give the order as soon as Taurus is ready.
8: How long was I absent? About 20 minutes. How many? Two.
4: One of whom wanted to acquire half the items on the ship. Damon Taurat, I believe. Species 180, Ferenki. Yes. The other was a woman, whose son was lost in a Borg attack.
8: You'll get through this, Seven. I do not share your optimism. When you took me from the Borg and began to turn me into an individual, I found the silence of my own mind difficult to bear. I missed the voices of the Collective. Now that I am an individual, those same voices frighten me. Captain, I don't know if I can tolerate this condition much longer. My courage is insufficient.
4: Your job is to keep trying, to hold on, (gasps) even when you think you can't. Leave the rest to me and the crew.
3: Braga did, uh, did a lot of rewriting on this episode. I guess it was pretty hard to pull it all together. They had a few different ideas of how to do it. He added He's a lot of the Frankie stuff. With
4: the Manicurist. Before that, I was debating the finer points of temporal physics with a Krenim scientist. Twelve new personalities have surfaced in the past hour alone. Seven's having a rough time of it. Doctor had to sedate her. The no, first, first time this uh,
3: they were gonna do this episode, it was just gonna be one personality, uh, where someone tried to pull I'm it out to of one Seven. Of
4: my first officer was right all along. About what? You always said that bringing Seven into
0: the fold might be impossible. You can take the Borg out of the Collective, but <sighs> I don't believe that. Not anymore. I didn't think she'd last a day, much less a year. So you've proven me wrong.
4: Taurus to bridge. We're ready to begin disabling the vinculum. Proceed. Target the transneural matrix. Stand by to initiate the dampening field. On my mark. Three, two, one. Mark. Its power output is dropping.
5: Doctor Debridge, it seems to be working. Her neural pattern is stabilizing.
4: Power output is down to 77%. 71%. Wait a second.
0: It's no. increasing. It's not working very I'm well. we refocusing Oops. the dampening field. Still increasing. The vacuum is rerouting its internal circuitry. It's adapting. Uh, Puts on me, Rock! Uh, Engineering.
5: Mother! Our synaptic pathways are destabilizing. Oh. Abort the procedure. Help me! Abort.
0: Stand by, Doctor. Power output at 98%. The force field is collapsing. Transfer emergency power. It won't work, Lieutenant. We must abort. Duvok to bridge. The procedure was unsuccessful. The vinculum has returned to full power.
4: Acknowledged. Doctor, report.
5: Seven's neural pattern has disappeared, Captain. It appears that the
3: other patterns have taken over completely. We've lost her oops well we'll get her back i'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna get her back you know
4: captain's log supplemental long-range sensors have detected a vessel belonging to species 6339 we've
5: set a course to intercept them in the hopes they can help us restore seven of nine i've managed to stabilize her primary cortical functions but the woman in sickbay is not seven of nine not anymore New personalities are emerging every Remember, this is the species that uh, the put this
3: virus it. into the board that they're trying to track down now.
5: Cortex. If we don't deactivate the vinculum soon, we may never get her back. Tula,
3: there's a weird Tana name, Taurus vinculum. We're taking
0: measures to prevent the vinculum from adapting, but there's no guarantee she'll succeed. Captain, I've exhausted every viable treatment in my database. Then logic dictates we go beyond medical science. I will attempt to mind melt with Seven of Nine. A mind melt? You consider that a viable treatment? Seven's neural pattern, her sense of self, is immersed in chaos. I will attempt to isolate her true self and guide it to the surface.
4: It's dangerous enough to meld with one person, let alone hundreds of different personalities. It's too risky. The risk is mine to take. I'm aware of that, but is this our only
5: option? I believe it is, Captain. How long would you need to prepare? Captain? You can't actually be considering this Vulcan mumbo-jumbo. I'll require two hours of medication. <laughs> Begin immediately. Report to
4: Why does the
3: doctor way? think a mind meld is mumbo-jumbo?
4: We've exhausted every medical treatment. I just hope I don't find myself with a second patient. Captain to the bridge. On my way.
3: Yeah, this is, um... Commander? It's
2: them. A cool mind meld uh, that's coming in too, well armed, with, Captain, with Captain, janitor, up sorry, with, to you. That's cool, Captain. I'm
3: with doing Help. a Vulcan mind meld with Seven. It's, uh, They're responding. It's screen. Good effect that they do there. I'll, we'll talk about that one
4: again. I'm Captain Janeway. I'm the Federation Starship Voyager. We recently found a piece of Borg technology. It's been infected with a viral agent we believe was transmitted by but your... vinculum.
2: You have it? Yes? You've made a terrible mistake, Captain. Yes. Since the Borg decimated our world, we've been looking for ways to retaliate.
4: So you created a virus to infect their technology?
2: Thirteen of my people were injected with a virus. They allowed themselves to be assimilated so that the virus would spread to this vinculum. Once another Borg ship had retrieved it, they would be infected as well. Then another cube and another. We had the opportunity to infect dozens, even hundreds of Borg vessels until you interfered.
4: Why? Your virus has had one unexpected casualty. A member of my crew.
2: It wasn't designed to infect other species. She's Borg. We liberated her from
0: the collective over a year ago. She's an individual now.
4: We were hoping you could help us treat her.
2: We designed that virus to destroy Borg, Captain. We never considered a treatment. I'm afraid your drone won't survive. But we must return the vinculum to the debris field immediately. If the Borg arrive first, we'll have lost our chance. And those 13 people will have died in vain.
4: All right. We'll return it to you. But first, we need to try to save our crew member. We think we have a way to counteract the Vinculum's effects, Belana. I'm going to try to remodulate our dampening field to compensate We don't have for-
2: time for this. The Vinculum, Captain.
4: I can't give it to you. Not yet.
2: You've scanned our vessel. You're aware of our firepower.
4: You could undoubtedly do significant damage to Voyager. And to the Vinculum. Is that what you want?
2: The Vinculum survived the destruction of one ship. What makes you so sure it won't survive another?
3: understand their point you know they 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 had people Doctor. that died because of this and and they're trying to infect the borg with their uh, virus precaution. so
5: a few of your
3: guests have
5: been violent the vinculum it keeps adapting we haven't been able to shut it down your own neural pattern was nearly destroyed in the process i wasn't sure i'd find you again i'm damaged one of your Personas didn't appreciate the restraints. She seemed intent on forcing her way to freedom.
8: I apologize. It was hardly your
5: fault. You're ill.
8: Irrelevant, I am Borg. I should be able to adapt.
5: Surprise, you aren't invincible. I suppose that's something we'll have to tackle in our next social lesson. Voices?
8: We're getting louder.
5: It won't be long before I lose you again. It's my duty as your physician to inform you of an alternative treatment. What treatment? Commander Tuvok has proposed a mind meld to help stabilize your neural pattern. I had a similar reaction. If you don't approve... What is the
8: probability of success? I don't
5: know. A mind meld is hardly a standard medical practice.
8: Are there any risks to Tuvok?
5: He could suffer brain damage. But he's confident he'll be able to break the meld before that happens.
8: Even if we do shut down the vinculum, it may not be enough. If Tuat can do anything to help me... I, I... understand. Doctor. You have shown a great deal of patience. Not at all. Inform the crew that I am also grateful for their efforts.
5: You'll be able to tell them yourself, afterward. Uh, Seven. voices. <laughs> Concentrate! Uh. Focus on the sound of my voice. Oh, get them out, please! Oh, I can't! I
3: can't! No. No. So it's getting pretty bad for us, so the doctor sedated her, and, and, and then Tuvok's prepping for his, uh, his mind meld uh, treatment here.
4: Report. The alien vessel is coming about. They're charging weapons. Shields.
3: Why did they just sort of keep that guy? Like say, uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna keep you hostage since you're threatening the ship or As something. If the meld like that. weren't dangerous enough. The I aliens, don't know. aliens are trying. I to guess take that's Starfleet's way. Here, the go back to your ship and tactical. then you can attack us. The captain
5: wants you here with seven. This will allow me to monitor
0: your neural activity for the duration of the meld. At the first sign of trouble, you will do nothing. I beg your pardon. There will undoubtedly be many signs of trouble. You must have faith in my ability to endure them. I'll try. I just hope my faith doesn't leave the two of you brain damaged. Your concerns have been noted, Doctor. Nimros' is floating too around, It's a shame we can't find one for you. Computer, <laughs> deactivate force field.
3: He's just uh, just such a great Vulcan, you know? I mean, he's oh, just, of this bed. just so good.
8: Please, let me go. <laughs> Rip out your throat, coward! Ah! Name your price. Ten bars of platinum. Twenty? This isn't medicine, it's torture! I'll sue for malpractice! I fail to see the logic in this meld, Commander. My mind, to me. You are but one mind, confronting My thousands. Thoughts to me, thoughts. You will not succeed.
0: Let me go. My mind. The border
8: assimilating My the ship. Mind. We've got to evacuate. My
0: thoughts, to your Listen to thoughts. me. My mind. They're trying to assimilate to the ship. Mind. Let me go. My thoughts, to your Mommy. thoughts. Mommy. My mind. To your mind. Mommy. My thoughts. So now Tuvok
3: is basically in her mind with all these personalities vying for control. Seven. It's really a cool visual effect that they're doing. You know, with he's sort of like having to crawl through and walk through all these arms grabbing at him with all these different characters and personalities all the assimilated species, he does finally see Seven way across from him.
5: Stay in one piece for that long.
1: <laughs> Shield down
4: to 60%. Evasive maneuvers. Target their weapons array.
0: Targeting systems are malfunctioning. We're losing power to main thrusters. Shields to 35%.
4: Reroute all available power to shields. Chakotay, initiate manual targeting. Taurus to bridge. <laughs> the vinculum stopped adapting. I think the new daffening field is
5: working. We should have it disabled in the next 60 seconds. Warning, neurochemical synapses are destabilized. Computer, increase power to the cortical inhibitors! Unable to comply, power transport systems are offline. Tubok, if you can hear me, we have to terminate the meld. Tubok. Tubok.
3: <laughs> yeah, Tim Russ says this is one of his favorite uh, sequences that they did here with the Dreams. He's having to fight uh, these different characters. <laughs> Fighting Klingon now, sort of throwing them off this uh, this ledge.
4: to the power grid, stand by. We're switching to emergency backup.
3: And the crowd of personalities is now about to throw seven off of this uh, this ledge.
4: Bridge, the Van powering up again. The field emitters are back online. Hold the plug. It's working. Nineteen percent. Thirteen percent. Seven! Uh, seven! Uh, to walk! Uh, seven! It's done, Captain. The viculum's all Vessel, tell them we're surrendering the vinculum.
5: No response.
4: Lock onto the damn thing, beam it into space. Transport complete. They're withdrawing. Take us out of here, Tom. Warp nine. Yes, ma'am. That was a lot of damage in firing
3: for and then just slow. go to warp Start nine, no five, problem. Two,
4: three, five, six, point <laughs> two. After nearly a week of regeneration, Seven of Nine has finally
5: recovered from her ordeal.
3: A week, nap, and regeneration.
5: processor, cortical receptors, all stable. She's fit to return to duty.
4: What about her other personalities? Any sign of them?
5: Those neural patterns have returned to their dormant state.
8: The voices will not return.
5: I suppose that depends on your perspective. You may not hear them, but I suspect they'll always be with you.
8: The members of this crew put themselves at risk to help me. I am unsure how to reciprocate. Let's start with something small, like a recalibration of the
4: EPS manifolds. Valana's expecting you in engineering. I will join
8: her shortly. There is a crew member I must see first. These are star charts for the next three systems Voyager will pass through. Familiarize yourself with them. Understood. Sociological data regarding 173 Delta Quadrant species. Study it. I will. As bridge assistant, you will find this information relevant.
1: Consider it assimilated.
8: There is one more assignment. I require your assistance. Me? I wish to participate in recreational activities.
1: Great.
8: is caught instruct me how to play.
1: I will comply.
3: Yeah, so how'd everybody like that one? thats uh, I think it's really a great episode for a lot of reasons. It's, uh, it's a cool idea, cool story about this uh, virus these guys created to sort of uh, infect the Borg, and their way of doing it was to let all these different assimilated species sort of manifest themselves and uh, have as much of a voice as the Borg themselves do, or the Borg uh, queen or collective, whatever it is. Anyway, and then, you know, it's... Uh, just a great episode for Jerry Ryan, seven of Nine. And the, the other thing I like about the little tale on the end is, is that it, it seems to have influenced her personality. And, you know, she sort of, uh, a, you know, takes some of the things that she learned during this process and, and uses them, especially like with no Naomi, uh, Wildman there at the end. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great one, uh, great Voyager episode. And, uh, I really enjoyed looking at it again and talking about it with all of you. So, Short break here. I'll be back and we'll wrap up today's show.
5: Do you like sci-fi, collectibles, gaming, and robots?
8: Because we do.
5: This is Sean. And
8: this is Bridget. We're the Vanderbilt.
5: The hosts of The Rusted Robot, a new weekly podcast.
8: Find us in the iTunes store or at therustedrobot.podbean.com.
5: Get rusted today.
1: Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh, my. Rusted Robot.
3: All right, I'm back. And, uh, again, hope everyone enjoyed that look at that episode of Voyager and and the other... um, Chit chat about uh, geeky TV, movies, Star Trek, and everything at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, it's always good to do a classic type um, T, uh, you know, Trek's and sci fi, <laughs> TSF, TISF, whatever. All right. Next week, uh, you will have Chris and I will be here. Uh, yeah, I'll be here next week, not not a week off. I'll, I'll be here with Chris, and we're going to cover and, and comment on uh, the classic Conan movie, the second Conan movie, Conan the Destroyer. And the week after that is when I go to China. So I, I, I'm thinking I may try to do a podcast or have a guest do a podcast and release it early that uh, weekend, and then we're probably going to be off for a week while I'm overseas, and then I'll be back a, a week after that. So uh, so that's kind of the plan for the next few weeks. Uh, you can always check Treks in Sci-Fi, the main website, to go to the podcast area there, and there's an upcoming schedule to le- learn what's going on. Uh, please join uh, both our Facebook group and also the forum. You can still join the forum. Uh, you just need to do it kind of manually. Send me an email at treksf at gmail.com. For that, uh, please check uh, check that out and uh, uh, just, uh, you know, shoot me a comment, a voicemail or anything like that uh, if you got any comments about anything that you've been doing, reading books, comics. Oh, there, there's a, a cool little story going on in the Star Trek comic right now about a, a parallel universe where they run into the, you know, the Star Trek comic basically is set in the JJ-verse or the movie-verse right now is the way they're doing it. And the last uh, comic, the last issue that I just read, they run into a, another parallel universe where basically everybody is the opposite sex. They run into the, the crew of the Enterprise, but Kirk's a woman, Spock's a woman, Uhura's a man, uh, and, and, you know, you you can do all the alternate, you know, whatever. But most of them, of course, are female because most of the crew of the Enterprise is male, uh, with a few exceptions like Rand and Uhura. But... Uh, and anyway, just uh, check that out. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm enjoying that a lot. Uh, the first issue was good. I think it's just a two parter. I think there's just one more issue in this little uh, this little group that they're doing. So I think that's all. Again, make sure to check out that Trek fan film, Lolani. Also, uh, I should have mentioned earlier during that commentary, but uh, there's a new one coming from the Phase Two guys. Uh, that is going to be uh, coming out uh, on Valentine's Day, actually. I forget their title for it, but it, just go to Star Trek Phase 2 uh, or search for them on Facebook or on the web, and you'll be able to find all about that. So, Okay, folks, that's it. I'm out of here. Uh, have a great week. I'll talk to you next week uh, when Chris and I, again, will be here for the Conan the Destroyer movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. So, everyone, take care. Bye-bye.
6: Captain, unauthorized (laughs) launch control of A3.
5: Ignore it! Stay on target! What are you doing? This is
6: suicide! Get back to your station! All power to forward shield! All pass, break for impact! And goodbye crew, goodbye number one, and everyone that I knew, into the cube, into the cube with you, into the cube.
1: A week old Dorsey podcast production.